Hello, everybody. My name is Carter Hall, your host of the What Really Happened podcast, the entertainment podcast. That's what I begin right now. Shout out to Blueborn. Um, for this podcast, I have Mason Curry on the podcast. He was an advertising and PR major from West Texas A&M University, where we met. And he comes and talks about his experiences at WT and what he's kind of up to now. So, nonetheless, let's get right into it. Hello, everybody. My name is Carter Hall, and I'm joined with Mason Curry. Uh, Mason, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for inviting me to be here. Yeah, so I think this is my first time I've ever had someone all the way in North Carolina doing something great. So it's pretty amazing that you've um, doing some amazing things over there. Well, I'm trying to, Carter. I'm trying my <laughs> best. <laughs> it sounds cool. So from uh, people out there, uh, Mason and I actually met, uh, Mason and I met, excuse me, while we were in college together. I transferred from Emerald College to uh, West Texas A&M, and I actually met Mason, one of the first people I met when I got to WT. Um, but Mason, do you remember like exactly like when or how we met? Um, it was... I remember the class he like sat behind me or something. Um, I can't remember what the name of that class was. Oh yeah. You? I remember the class. I remember the class and the teacher, but the life of me, I can't remember the the name of it either, but I remember I always like, was always that person sitting behind you. Like, Hey, did you get that one part of the notes or something like that? I think it's kind of how it kind of started. He just gradually built from there. And I was like, kind of like talk to you more. And we talked about music all the time and, I was like, man, this guy, Mason's pretty cool. He's pretty creative. So I kind of like to start to hang around you a little bit more, maybe learn some things or two. <laughs> but um, so what I understand, you were an ad PR major, right? Uh, yes, I was. And I got a minor in English as well, actually. Oh, really? So how did that come about? Uh, well, I had already taken, I think, two or three uh, English courses and uh, so I just needed like three more to get the minor. So I just went for it um, because I love literature and I like writing. And so uh, I just went for it. So you kind of talked about your, you know, I didn't know that you got an English minor. So that's pretty cool. But uh, so it kind of made you like interested, interested to pursue your like your advertising PR route. Like what made you go down that route for your major? Well, so I actually started out as uh, an econ major. I did that, um, I think, for all of my freshman year, uh, but it wasn't working out. <laughs> so I went to like the counseling center, like career counseling center, and I talked to a couple people there and did a few tests, and they told me that I should do uh, mass comm. And I said, that sounds good to me. So I went over there and I guess I was just mass comm for my sophomore year. And then going into my junior year, they were like, well, now you have to choose like something specific. And I was like, advertising PR, that sounds like something I can do. So I'll just go with that. Um, didn't put a ton of thought into it really just kind of, just kind of worked out that way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me i'm i had the same thing when i was at emerald college too because i got that's where i got my associate's degree from um i changed my major like two or three different times too and i was a general studies major and i went to 
um, they're equivalent to the mass comm program, which is their mass media program. So I changed my major to that. And I was like, you know what? I'll just change it back to general studies. So I went there, went backwards. And I kind of just, I jumped up so many times too. So it's pretty interesting that it's pretty cool that you share that story that you went from econ to mass comm and went into like more generalized route. That's pretty cool. I never knew that about you. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go into college, you don't really know, like, you don't know yourself really until you <laughs> no. start doing more classes and meeting people. Then you start to really know, like, what you're good at and what you like doing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, speaking of classes, you were like kind of involved from what I kind of outside looking in, looked like you were pretty involved in the like ad PR and communication side of things as far as like joining classes or doing organizations and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I felt like every time I like saw something in the halls in the fine arts complex at WT, I always saw either your name or your picture up next to something I'm like, man, Mason's out here doing so many campaigns or different doing X, Y, Z and is really doing something cool. So um, I believe one of the first things that I remember seeing something you were involved in was um, like, Ad, like a buff ad and 1910 PR and everything like that. So I don't know, like, how do you decide that, like, that was like, you wanted to join those organizations? Uh, yeah. So 1910 PR was the first one I joined. I guess it was the one I was with for the longest time as well, like three semesters or something. Um, oh, wow. But uh, I mean, so this was going into my junior year and I just, knew I needed to get like some hands-on experience to just prepare me for the world, you know? Um, so I think I just heard about 1910 from, I don't know, like one of those events where they have the tables around, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think I talked to, I think Mallory, um, she was at with 1910 PR at the time, Mallory Grimm, you know? Yeah. Um, First guest of the podcast. I know you're good. And uh, I think she just told me more about it. So I kind of like, I think I moved a class around so I could do it as a class. And uh, I just kind of stuck with it because I felt like it was a really good experience. Um, (laughs) Well, Buffalo advertising, um, it was sort of the same thought process. Uh, My senior year, I, want to do get some more hands-on experience so i uh joined it as well oh nice so you've been doing you said you, 1910 pr was the one you did the longest right mm-hmm. oh okay. sweet so, um i can't remember for the life of me which one it was but i remember one day um I felt like I was doing the radio at one point at WT. I felt like I've said this. I may have said this on the podcast before. I don't remember, but I was doing WT's radio station, KWTS 91.1. And um, I, I, you know, I was a new, a newbie at the time. And I remember you, I got a message from you saying that you wanted to, I guess, wanted to interview me or something like that, or because they were doing, I think a campaign or doing something for 91.1. So that's the first I remember actually being like, Oh man, that's pretty cool. I never thought I'd be doing something with Buff Advertiser. I don't remember if it was Buff Advertiser in 1910 PR. Do you remember any of that? It was me that reached out to you. I think so. I think I got a text um, from you or someone. I was like, hey, Mason, or doing a campaign or something like that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I never thought I 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of a stooge anyway. I'm like, I never really thought that I'd be the one to help anybody, you know? Yeah, man. I can't really, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but I honestly can't uh, remember off the top of my head what that was for the. I really, okay. So um, I think this is pretty interesting that you were, like you said, you were so involved with so many things. So I kind of, it's not surprised, but um, so kind of talking about kind of backtracking, uh, backtracking it just a tad bit. I'm sorry, but uh, how do you, like you, like you said, you came into WT and you were an Acon major and anything like that. So how did you decide that WT was the best fit for you? Well, um, so I I actually grew up in Canyon. I went to Canyon High, and um, I knew I didn't want to go too far um, out of my comfort zone for college. Uh, so I was thinking either AC or WT, and. Uh, I applied, I'm pretty sure I applied to both and I heard from WT first. So I was like, all right, I'm going to WT. Um, again, not a super crazy story, um, but I just wanted something, um, you know, just in my comfort zone, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I pretty much same story, but um, obviously when I went to, I went to the I knew I was going to animal college and I went down to WT, but same thing. I just, I knew it was going to be, WT is going to be closer to home. I'm just, I'm from Amarillo. So, so it's something just, you know, quote unquote down the street. So just go down right. by 27, you're there in just about 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. So um, that's pretty cool story that you just, you were, you know, a native Canyon and a native of Canyon and just went to the WT. That's pretty cool. Mm. So um, we were kind of talking about, um, Buff ad and Buff advertising and 1910 PR. Can you kind of talk about? They're kind of in the name, but can you kind of talk about what what exactly what those uh, organizations are for people who may not understand what those are? Yeah. Uh, so 1910 PR is a student-run public relations firm. Uh, they have clients both on and off campus, and um, sometimes we do like full campaigns for people or sometimes we would uh, just like do um, just sort of online marketing or also um, physical marketing as well for um, longer periods uh, like the distinguished lectured series. Uh, we did like all their social media stuff. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure they're still working with them as well. Um, yeah, and then uh, with Buffalo advertising, uh, normally they were part of like this national competition kind of thing where they were told like, this is a client, this is what they want y'all to do. This is like the budget, come up with the campaign. And then you would fly out to like the city and pitch like your campaign. Um, but due to some circumstances, we um, decided to not do that the year I was with them. And we actually came up with a campaign for Pakistan, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, there's like different groups and I was part of like the research group. I did a lot of stuff to find like analytics and data to back up like our campaign tactics and stuff like that. Oh, awesome. So um, what aspect of all that, like you said, creating campaign during anything like that. So what aspect would you say of creating that campaign was your favorite or was it, did you have a favorite? 
Um, for nineteen ten or for Buffalo advertising? Uh, but for Buffalo advertising, for either one. Um, well, for nineteen ten, it was always just like uh, I think going to the events and just like seeing it through. Well, for distinguished lecture series specifically, because um, I always had like really interesting people talking about um, just stuff you wouldn't really think about that much uh, and stuff you wouldn't like probably bother to look into on your own. So it was cool to just hear these stories from people. Um, for Buffalo advertising, I mean, it was also great for um, to just see that our pitch you know come together and our plans book and see all, all of our ideas kind of laid out um it was just very satisfying to you know put a bow on that project yeah for sure so did you have someone like during the process for either one did you have someone to look up to creatively that i looked up to or maybe or someone or something that you're like okay Maybe I need a little bit, because I do this all the time. I'm like, okay, maybe I need a little bit more, not creativeness, but more like, okay, maybe how can I approach this differently? Did you have any of that go back, fall back on? Yeah, I think really my philosophy for both, or really all the organizations I was a part of was just to, I mean, just do like a job well done and do my best, like with everything. Um, because it felt real. I mean, it felt we were doing like actual work and uh, I wanted to put all my effort into it. I wanted to actually be a part of this, you know, and uh, say that I was helpful and helped see this thing through. Um, so uh, as far as like creative inspiration, um, that's a really interesting question. I think, yeah, kind of again, I suppose with, as far as creativity goes, my philosophy for that was um, just make it my own, you know, like I should just feel comfortable putting my ideas out there and sticking by with what I think is good and uh, just being comfortable with my work. Um, that was sort of my, how I, um, you know, approach creativity. It's a great philosophy too, is just sticking by you, what you believe is right and just keep going, moving forward. That's a great philosophy that you have. Um, but, you know, you know, with joining these organizations, like why did you think, you know, it was beneficial for you? Well, I really just wanted to, I mean, I wasn't super familiar with what, I mean, no one really has any idea what they're going to do once they graduate, and I didn't either. Um, but I knew that I needed to um, just diversify in my skill set and familiarize myself with what I could potentially be doing. You know what I mean? So I wanted to be a part of something where I knew I would get that experience. Um, so that's what I did really. I mean, I got a lot of graphic design experience and writing experience and I also just made connections with people um, and professors. So, and I mean, that's always super helpful in the long run. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. So 
um, you know, you said, you said gaining connections and gaining the like, skill sets like graphic design and writing or anything like that really helped you. So um, was there anything that like stood out to you the most, like that was maybe foreign to you? And now like when you went through your college experience, you're like, okay, when you walked out another side of it, got your diploma, like, okay, this is what really, this was new to me. I didn't know it, but you felt comfortable. Was there anything like that? Any of those are like, okay, that scared me at first, but now I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, I would just say in general, writing in a marketing field uh, is completely different. I mean, in like high school and most of college, like the writing you do is like research based writing or creative writing if you're like an English major. But um, it's not like that at all in marketing. Um, It's all about like straight to the point and making sure like the reader understands what you're saying and why they need to continue to read what you're saying. Um, so like with my job right now, I mean, it's all about making the most out of like the littlest amount of words. Um, and that's really where in those organizations was where I first learned to um, use that type of writing. Yeah. That's pretty interesting that like you said, there's, it wasn't until I got to college and more so WT that I, there's so much like different styles of writing you can do. There's more, like you said, to the point and more mm-hmm. other ones where like, there's more research based, you know, and there's like, I didn't really know that until I got overall generally broad, like speaking, broadly speaking college. But when I got more so to WT, like because I already had my core classes out of the way and I'm just working towards my actual degree classes if that makes sense so mm-hmm. um I was like man these are really skills that I really had to actually develop on and work on too so I was kind of in that same boat in a way too so I can understand where you're coming from so that's really awesome so um kind of speaking about organizations a little bit um you didn't just do Buffalo advertising or 1910 PR you also did speaking of writing you also did the internal flame too as well am I correct yeah I was in the eternal flame with you i believe yeah, yeah. so it's kind of funny i walked in the class because uh, for me i was a practicum and i had to do that for my like i was to fill in a schedule it was a one hour credited course right. for me so i walked in and didn't know anybody there <laughs> and i saw you and i'm like hey mason i know him so i kind of just i found it i think it's here next to you i'm like hey is it cool if i sit here and then you're like yeah sure go right ahead or whatever and then I'm like cool so i just sat down and i'm like literally the only person I knew in that whole class, that whole semester. So I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. So um, what made you want to, like you said, obviously writing, you sounds like you're pretty comfortable with writing. Obviously you're, <laughs> you had an English minor and all this and that, but um, what pursued you to go like into uh, the eternal flame, like aside from like 1910 PR and Buffalo advertising? Um. Well, I think I also joined it for like the practicum, uh, like one hour course thing. Um, And I mean, I just knew it was writing. So I was like, well, I need to, I need a practicum. I like writing. Let's go with the eternal flame. So um, yeah, I didn't even really know too much about it, to be honest, before I joined. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So I could, that's pretty much same process, thought process as me because I when I was at Emerald College I was a general studies major I graduated with but I also some of my lectures were like media writing or stuff like that like or writing based like journalism based but 
I always wrote for the newspaper, not for the magazine at Emerald College. And kind of when I my first semester at WT, I also wrote, so also, also wrote for the newspaper at WT and the Prairie News. But um, so I was used to a newspaper aspect. So when I got into the Eternal Flame, the magazine at WT, um, it was kind of a different process for me because I'm like, I'm so used to like, okay, you just got done writing a new story. Now let's get ready for a new one or the new one. So every semester you're writing stories for the eternal flame um i was kind of kind of i don't know what the word is but kind of like okay i kind of i think i asked somebody like okay here's your story at the beginning of the semester and i'm like okay when do you want to spy like in a month or two like month it's the first draft i'm like in a month i'm writing like a couple yeah. months i'm used to writing a couple of stories in that time frame so right. it's a really different a different pace so i kind of just one of the things i adjusted to so it's kind of funny so i had someone there like you like what are we supposed to be doing kind of thing and yeah. so it's kind of funny so um was the eternal flame like what kind of experiences did you gain from the that practicum um i think i mean i've never wrote anything for like a newspaper or magazine before so i mean just that was a whole new kind of writing for me um which uh was great um i mean that was definitely my biggest takeaway from it and i suppose just fleshing out an idea for um an article you know mm -hmm. uh yeah so it was That's pretty cool uh, yeah yeah so um so how did you so for you personally you have like this like philosophy like aspect of looking at things like you know for your area so i was wondering on like how do you measure effectiveness in like advertising and PR? Ooh, measure effectiveness. That's a great question because there is a lot of definitions for effectiveness. Um, but I suppose like when it comes down to brass tacks, it's um, like how many people like were convinced or were motivated by your piece of advertising, you know, um, which is a hard analytic to get for um, different fields. I mean, if you're like selling something or, um, or just, yeah, if you're selling something, you can just see like the numbers grow for your product. Um, but if it's more like trying to bring awareness to something, it can be a lot more harder or a lot more difficult to gauge how successful you were. Um, but I suppose, I mean, if you feel like your message was received by a lot of people, I mean, it's a successful piece of advertising in my book. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's exactly, that's a great way of looking at it. Cause I'm like, measuring could be looked at differently from a lot of different people. So it's really like, how can you, get a piece of content out you know because i'm a communications major i like looking at ad and pr i'm like that is a different people but or a different at the way of looking at things so i just want to get your thoughts on it but that's really interesting in the way how you think about and looking at things like a said like a like a different way you know so um for but first one ask um oh my god this went blank i'm sorry <laughs> i'll edit this out well um, i can also um I can add like, <clears throat> I kind of blanking myself now. <laughs> it's um, 
Well, oh yeah, I was going to say, it's also hard. um, Like, it's also important. It's not just about that they receive the message. It's more, it's also about like, did they get the message you wanted them to receive? Did they understand what you wanted them to understand? Or did they walk away from it thinking something else? Do they have a negative perception about what you're talking about now? You know, so, I mean, that's another part of effective advertising it's important yeah, for sure so like if you know just curious just out of curiosity like if there's something out there that went like negative and there was people out there who perceive something like a message negatively like is there any way of coming back from that you think um i mean it just it sort of depends on like the size of your brand i guess mm-hmm. i mean bad advertising can kill a company for sure um but like a flop i mean the most rel or maybe not relevant but one of the more recent like flops in advertising was like the pepsi um with one of the like it's like kendall jenner or one of the kardashians you know i'm talking about that commercial yeah i mean just universally hated and it probably affected their sales to a degree but at the end of the day it's pepsi you know so I mean, they recovered fine from it. So it's really about like how much is going on outside of the advertising and with the company, if uh, that determines if you can recover from bad advertising. Yeah, for sure. And it's also, I think having, like you said, the big, the like how big the brand is and everything like that, kind of the experience and everything like that. And, um, kind of speaking about like that's a great example too like that's you just like refer to that the pepsi one and when you said that i'm like oh yeah i remember that now it's a big flop or anything like that but um you know i just want to get your two cents on um this to kind of get you know uh, experience um speaking speaking about experience uh like what's the best piece of advice you can give for someone who's going through going through the motions that you already went through um what advice can i put you on the spot i'm sorry no (laughs) i mean there's just so much and you know i mean there's so much like you'll probably just learn it all on your own one way or another you know i mean um i mean honestly just don't be afraid to like just put yourself out there and to try new things and to fail because i mean I'm sure like for anyone that's a part of any of those organizations, I'm sure I've made like every mistake in the book and (laughs) I recovered from it. So, and you know, college is like, I mean, it's just like a moment, you know, so very few mistakes, like there's virtually no mistake you can make in those organizations that is just going to like ruin your life, you know, especially if it's out of curiosity or just trying to, um grow as a professional you know so just don't be afraid to like try new things and to um just put yourself out there some great advice man so thanks for sharing that and a couple more questions and we'll wrap this up and i was going to say thank you again for coming on to the podcast again mason but uh i just want to say um what would you say would be one of your like from being in buffalo buffalo advertising 1910 pr and anything you've done uh, what would you say would be some like one of your favorite memories or stories from 
one of the uh, of all the organizations you've done? Ah, uh, man. One of my favorite memories or stories. Um, when so in like 2020, like March, or yeah, it's like March 2020 when like lockdown happened and everyone was like didn't know what was going on really. Um, for 1910, we were doing like these like kind of small group meetings where we would just um, talk to everyone about really more about their life and make sure like everything's good. Like, you know, like what to do for this week and give a moment to ask any questions, you know? And, uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, I like people. So in those moments you get to like learn more about people, just hear about their lives. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I just enjoyed that. It was cool to just get a chance to talk to someone you probably didn't talk to very much outside of class. Pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty interesting hearing people's stories and anything like that and just reaching out to them. That's pretty cool. So uh, last question, Mason, um, kind of put you on a spot again. Um, so I kind of, a question I ask all my guests at the end of the podcast is um, what advice would you give to someone to help make this road a little bit better? Um. Heavy question. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like, uh, like <laughs> what can someone do to make the world a little bit better? Uh, you know, there's so much. You know, I'll just take the hippie route here and say, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to remember this uh, Kurt Vonnegut quote and uh, where someone in this book like asks a character what the meaning of life is and he says uh to love everyone around that needs to be loved and uh i'm not necessarily saying yeah go and hug everyone but just be patient with people be understanding with people um you know we're all just trying to get through this thing so just be a little bit kinder give people a break you know and just try to be more understanding and and uh, don't be afraid to, yeah, don't be afraid to just tell people who care about them either. You know, I think a lot of times, especially with dudes, um, we won't like really just tell someone that we really like, like, hey, you're like a really good friend of me and I appreciate this friendship. And, uh, you know, sometimes you don't get a chance to say that and you don't want to miss that chance, you know. So tell people you do love, you love them and love everyone else that needs to be loved. That's how you save the world. There you go. <laughs> Great answer, man. Uh, that's pretty good that you're really creative. I just pulled that out. Uh, but thank you again, Mason, for coming on. Uh, really cool. You're really one of the most creative people I think from WT I've ever like, met. But uh, so uh, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. And thanks, Mason, um, for coming on. Do you have anything else you'd like to say at the end before we head out? Uh, I mean, just thanks for thinking of me for this. I certainly was surprised, honestly, because I feel like I have very little to say, but I'm humbled by the invitation and I'm glad that um, I'm glad that I got my got a chance to be here.
Oh, thanks, man, so much. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you're more than welcome to come on, man. So, um, got anything to say? Always, I'm always a message away or text away or anything. So just let me know. So, um, thanks for coming on again, Mason, so much, and thanks to everybody listening. And hope you all have a great rest of your day and keep trying to save, make this world a better place. So, bye. Have a good weekend. Bye.